You're listening to Newsline Live podcast. I'm Neha. Tensions are simmering in China just over a month after China's Communist Party leader Xi Jinping secured his third term in power. Massive protests have erupted across the country over the country's zero COVID policy. China has seen a record number of rise in new COVID-19 cases, prompting the government to impose a strict lockdown to prevent the further spread of the virus. The protest has taken everyone by surprise. As in China, a protest of this scale is seldom seen. In an authoritarian setup, people are usually afraid of speaking up against the government, but this time the message seems to be we have had enough. Million dollar question. Is this protest really only against the zero covid policy of the Chinese communist government or is there more to it? I discuss this in today's podcast where I'm joined by international and independent China strategist Andrew KP Liang. He's based in Hong Kong. First up, Mr. Andrew, is this a mere protest against the Chinese government or would you say this is a revolt building up against the country's leadership and its policies? Oh, I think everything is mixed together. I think let's um, uh, put it in a bit of a perspective. Uh, first of all, the so-called um, zero COVID uh, policy is not to achieve absolute zero in all circumstances, uh, in, in all places. It's an attempt to, firstly, um, quickly um, um, quick detection, uh, earliest possible detection, earliest possible um, uh, isolation, earliest possible treatment, and earliest possible prevention. So and uh, all cities and provinces, the situations are very, very different because China has got a, a fifth of mankind um, within the nation, uh, 1.4 billion people, but most of the people are concentrated in big cities. And then there are many vulnerable groups. Um, but anyway, as late as January 2022, at the beginning of this year, according to um, the New York-based um, public trust um, research uh, company, is, is quite famous, it's called Elderman Trust Barometer. Uh, it did a survey of uh, around the, across the globe to see how people support the government in terms of the pandemics. Um, China came up on top. Uh, of F all other countries because China managed to contain the virus uh, and then keep the number of deaths uh, very, very low in comparison with other countries like the United States, which suffer over a million deaths. Uh, and even as of now, uh, with the resurgence of a different uh, variant uh, in Japan, for example, uh, registering 60,000 cases, new cases um, uh, a day. Uh, but China has got 12 times more the population of Japan. And yet uh, China is now said to be uh, suffering from a huge um, surge uh, of only 30,000. But in spite of the fact that China's got 1.4 billion people there. So I think everything's got to be put in perspective. However, however, uh, the pandemic has been going on for three years and there's been serious lockdowns and so on and so forth. So people's patience is beginning to wear thin. Uh, and that's why um, a lot of the, and, and plus other frustrations, uh, social and economic. And uh, so this has spread, uh, this has moored into uh, protests um, as, as of yesterday and spreading now across the nation uh, in uh, some of the big cities, including Beijing, including Shanghai, uh, uh, Chengdu, um, and involving a lot of the famous universities uh, in China, including uh, Tsinghua and so on. Um, now, not only are the people taking to the streets, uh, they are shouting provocative uh, slogans, uh, they are adopting uh, 
what uh, can be perceived as signs of a color revolution, uh, for example, holding white pieces of paper as a kind of protest, and some of the slogans uh, even uh, calling for the government to step down or President Xi himself to step down. So I think uh, in spite of the fact that the uh, China managed to keep the debts down, and then with the economy under lockdown for so long, uh, China, in fact, already started to um, reject the strategy uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago, um, issuing mandates and directives to all provinces uh, to adopt a more flexible approach depending on the local conditions. Um, in other words, it's not a one-size-fits-all for all cities, villages, and prefectures. Uh, but in spite of the fact that some local uh, government officials, um, they err on the stricter side, and plus there are some um, incidents uh, involving the death of, uh, of certain people in the Yuromji, in Xinjiang, um, this has been um, um, uh, 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 made use of uh, by some of the protesters, um, adopting, as I said, uh, some sort of a tactics uh, reminiscent of color revolutions, including the recent protests in Hong Kong a couple of, a couple of years ago, uh, uh, holding uh, uh, placards, uh, holding slogans, um, uh, uh, displaying white pieces of paper, uh, candlelights, and, and so on and so forth. So I think the Beijing authority has got to respond to this, and hopefully sagaciously. Mr. Andrew, how will the Chinese government deal with the protest? Will there be a crackdown on protesters to silence them, or will the government soft pedal? Well, as I, the, by all um, um, measures uh, in uh, uh, calculation, and including Goldman Sachs recently, uh, China is, 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 is uh, said to be uh, uh, winding down all the strictures uh, as the um, situations beginning to stabilize, um, but with the exception of the, um, the, the newly emerging uh, variants which remain a problem, but still the impact would be uh, relatively um, milder this time um, in terms of the rapidity, in terms of the number of deaths and so on and so forth. But, but uh, as I said, uh, China cannot um, uh, let the hair down uh, as of now because the vaccination rate um, with the very large number of the silver uh, population, people over 60, and uh, because of uh, because demographic, uh, demographics, China's got a huge number of uh, elderly people and the vaccination rate amongst this group, uh, vulnerable group, is very low. It's something like forty percent only. And then, of course, um, uh, multiply that uh, by the um, diversity of circumstances in different villages and prefectures across the country, uh, with the concentration of a lot of people along the coastal areas. Um, so I think it's not an easy answer. But be that as it may, um, I think the tendency seems to be with the economy under lockdown for so long, China is, uh, is set uh, to, um, uh, to, to to be winding it down uh, by the, uh, perhaps by uh, the middle uh, of, uh, of the first half of next year. But apart from that, uh, these protests have got to be dealt with. Um, because, uh, as I said, they, they smack of color revolution. Um, and the last thing that the Beijing wants uh, is that, that this is more into another um, massive um, uh, protest reminiscent of uh, what has happened before on you know, Tiananmen Square. So, uh, so China is likely to have to uh, control this protest, but on the other hand, uh, trying to um, maybe uh, explain that uh, there's kind of some of the measures a little bit clearer, uh, issuing uh, more clearer uh, directives to the uh, provincial uh, authorities um, so that they can ease this, uh, the, the, the restrictions where they uh, can be uh, and also target the, um, the emergence of the virus uh, more strategically. 
Although the CPC re-elected Mr. Xi Jinping unanimously, does his getting a third term reflect only the party standing behind him and, you know, not complete support within the country? Well, I think that there's a majority support because a uh, vast majority. Otherwise, we ha- we would have seen some sort of um, uh, disorder happening long before the party congress. Uh, because uh, uh, unlike other uh, uh, nations, uh, the things did not depend on an election. All the kind of uh, dynamics have long been sorted out uh, well before the party congress. So what you see in the party congress is really the outcome uh, of uh, perhaps months, uh, if not years of um, negotiation and compromise and also consensus building up within the party. Uh, because um, I think the Chinese Communist Party since the early days have learned how to um, uphold the legitimacy and continuity and 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 uh, sustainability of 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 the governance, and it is based on the bringing the lives of most of the people uh, to a higher and higher plane. Uh, this compares, uh, incidentally, in the international conference recently in Morocco, I highlighted the difference between uh, democracy and um, especially confrontational or adversarial adversarial democracies in the West uh, compared with China. In China, they bring the lives of the vast majority, uh, you know, all, everybody um, to a higher and higher plane because that is the foundation. Uh, of the legitimacy of the Communist Party, whereas the adversarial, uh, adversarial uh, uh, democracies, uh, the two parties, um, opposing parties, are fighting each other, and then uh, um, they um, they largely cater for the uh, vested interests in support of that particular party, and also constituencies uh, in support of that party. So um, whichever party rules, they're based on the election cycle, uh, largely. Um, supporting the um, interests uh, of the winning party. Uh, I'm not saying, uh, I do not say that this uh, means that the Chinese uh, model uh, can apply to other countries, uh, but to say that uh, China's uh, party is legitimate, I think is missing the point, because at the end of the day, what, whatever model, whatever party, whatever politics you have, uh, the, the end result must do the, 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 the people, you know, whether they're seeing the lives are better. better. Mr. Andrew, protests are rare in China. So is this just a wake-up call for Mr. Xi? Also, what are the chances of him stepping down if protests continue unabated? There's no chance that he will step down because the uh, the party congress which just passed, has, as I said, has the support of the party. Um, and then uh, I highlighted the two uh, international uh, surveys, one conducted by the Elderman Trust uh, based in New York in January this year, uh, and the other one by the Harvard Kennedy School Ash Center report last year. Both found that the Chinese Communist Party is the best, is the party, is the government best supported by its people compared to many, many different um, Western democracies, including the United States. Multiple ranks behind the Chinese. As I said, I mean, this is because of the adversarial democracy. Uh, any willing party um, would li- are likely to support their uh, vested interests and also constituencies in support of the party, particularly in when the two parties are fighting tooth, tooth and nail uh, uh, each other, uh, depending on the election cycle. So I don't think that, uh, that this is, would be the cause for a presidency to step down, uh, but it's a wake-up call uh, suggesting, as I said, 
the patience is very thin, uh, and then the um, um, the COVID strategy has got to be further refined. And in any case, um, according to earlier uh, um, um, estimates, including Goldman Sachs, a um, couple of weeks ago, uh, China is likely to wind down all these restrictions anyway. Um, uh, perhaps after the the two sessions uh, meeting in 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 Beijing in March, but be then as it may, uh, the new virus are uh, even though much more contagious um, and could be uh, more deadly, but in terms of compared with the early days uh, when most of the people are not vaccinated, I think that is a big difference. But in China, of course, uh, don't forget that most of the people are concentrated in coastal cities uh, and there are a lot of vulnerable groups. Um, the people over 60 years old particularly have a very low infection rate, uh, vaccination rate. Um, vaccination rate is only about 40%. And so um, and, and, and there are many, many local differences. Uh, so I don't think that the China can afford to let it down just like that. Uh, but um, but the, the momentum seems to be uh, towards a more relaxed um, uh, kind of um, uh, restrictions uh, in line with the changes uh, of the um, of the of, of the uh, the pandemics. But with the recent protests, this is a wake up call that there are um, um, uh, certain uh, restlessness uh, amongst the, especially amongst the the, the young, and then there are uh, the frustrations. Even before the pandemic, uh, some young people are known to be lying flat because they find that the economy is loaded against them. Finally, Mr. Andrew, it is established that lockdowns have a severe impact on the economy. So the question is, why did the Chinese establishment force severe lockdowns even after knowing its impact and people's strong reactions towards it? Well, because if you don't lock down, as I said, the virus may spread very quickly and there are so many vulnerable groups and the elderly would be dying by by, by the thousands, uh, not tens of thousands. Uh, and then that would affect the very legitimacy of the Chinese Communist Party because the Communist Party um, um, prides itself on protecting most of the people, especially the vulnerable group. And that explains why um, uh, China has put such a, a, a big emphasis uh, on containing uh, the pandemic. And that's why uh, China is now uh, uh, supporting uh, or, or, or introducing this common prosperity uh, so that the, 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 the cake is not concentrated in the, in, the, in, in the hands of a few people. I'll wrap up on that note. Thank you for joining me, Andrew. Thank you all for listening.